It's Wednesday, January 23rd, and from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, this is Pennsylvania Legacies. I'm Josh Wallerson here with a bonus edition of the podcast. There's been a lot of talk about climate in Pennsylvania going back years. In fact, the Pennsylvania Environmental Council actually helped get that conversation started more than a decade ago. That's when we released our carbon roadmap for Pennsylvania. Over the years, we've kept that conversation going, most recently with the focus on cutting greenhouse gas emissions from Pennsylvania's electricity sector. It's been a long time coming, but as of today, the time for talk is over. Today, we're issuing a policy proposal that will move the Commonwealth much closer to a zero-carbon energy future if the governor and General Assembly take action. You'll find those recommendations on the PEC website, along with a lot of background and other materials for context. But for now, here to unpack what's included in that proposal are PEC's president, David Woodwell, and our senior vice president for legal and government affairs, John Wallace. Today, the Pennsylvania Environmental Council uh, released a call on the General Assembly and Governor Wolf to take some specific actions regarding climate emissions, greenhouse gas emissions in Pennsylvania, and to really help stem the tide of emissions in the Commonwealth, something that hasn't been done for a long time. We've all been talking about it, but really haven't taken major steps toward it, the biggest steps toward it. really with the end of last year with the filing of a petition to the Environmental Quality Board asking for a, uh, a auction program to really put caps on and reduce emissions by 2050 to zero. And then in January of this year, uh, Governor Wolf coming out and committing Pennsylvania to reductions in line with the Paris Climate Accords uh, by 2050. And what we've done is really – gone out and said, we've done enough talk, let's take some serious action that doesn't preclude any of these other pieces of work, but really takes Pennsylvania down the path toward deep decarbonization. So, John, what have we done and why? So, we've put out a policy proposal that really has a slate of different options for the state to enact to address greenhouse gas emissions, but we really put two things at the forefront of that uh, policy proposal. And that's number one, have Pennsylvania join the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, which is a nine-state member uh, entity that does market-based trading for uh, air emissions. And then also reform the now 15-year-old alternative energy portfolio standards into a clean energy standard to really propel forward uh, renewable development, zero carbon generation, and lower emitting sources. So are these the answer? Is Pennsylvania going to be done when we do all this? No, but these are the most immediate steps that Pennsylvania could take that would have the most uh, sort of consequential results. Um, And they're also sort of known quantities. You know, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative has been around for 10 years now. We've had our alternative energy portfolio standards for 15 years. These aren't new things. And how did we get here? How did PEC get here? So we actually had a report that came out in 2007, which was the climate change roadmap that had a series of policy and action recommendations to help Pennsylvania reduce its overall greenhouse gas emission footprint. That in turn led to enactment of a law in 2008 that required Pennsylvania to do the same thing, do an inventory of existing greenhouse gas emissions in the state and also develop an ongoing climate action plan and climate impact uh, assessments that continues to this day. In fact, the Department of Environmental Protection is going to finalize the most recent version of the climate action plan this spring. 
but since then, uh, that work is important. It's been uh, ongoing for a while, but we haven't seen sort of the corresponding policy action in the General Assembly. So as we looked at this and following up on the uh, the state planning, the 2000 work that we'd done. Then last year, we got into holding a conference on deep decarbonization uh, that really brought together folks from around the country to talk about what Pennsylvania could do to take care of our 1% about of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. What were the big takeaways from that one? So there were really sort of four main buckets that everyone seemed to, to center on. Um, number one was what do we do about nuclear power in Pennsylvania because it is a zero carbon emitting source. Um, number two is how can we further advance energy efficiency measures, uh, sort of the win-win, the, the no emitting sources, if you will. Uh, number three was do we consider doing some type of cap and trade or pricing on carbon? And number four is because we're a state that has a tremendous amount of fossil fuel resources, what can we do to advance carbon capture, utilization, and storage in the state? Because it's, it's something that's been talked about for some time, but really the ball hasn't moved forward on that uh, opportunity quite yet. So building on that, we had a number of uh, meetings around the Commonwealth with a lot of interested parties. And you know, in talking about carbon pricing specifically, because I think we saw that as the biggest opportunity coming forward in the short term. Started talking to folks. What were the reactions to the idea of carbon pricing? I think it's something that appeals to those on sort of what we would traditionally say the environmental side who want to see the rapid reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. It also appeals to more of the business conservative side as well because it's a market-based mechanism. It's very clear-cut and it sort of puts a very clear standard out there that uh, sort of inspires technology, innovation, and uh, sort of may the best person win. And from what we've learned, uh, I mean, the Reggie piece is clearly a start at a price on carbon. It's got the uh, the carbon, the trading for the emissions and with revenues that can go to the Commonwealth for various uses, including uh, investments in energy efficiency and renewables and other pieces. But it's not enough to necessarily take care of one of the other big issues that's out there right now, which is the state of the nuclear fleet. Right, which is why we're saying we should also take a look at Pennsylvania's alternative energy portfolio standards and, and sort of turn that around into a clean energy standard whose primary focus is reducing greenhouse gas emissions that can then fold in any resource that can be zero or low emitting for greenhouse gas emissions. Okay, and one limitation, I mean, there are many, but one limitation about what we're proposing is that it's really focused on the electricity side, the electric generation side of the economy and the emissions, but does not take in the transportation side. Right, which from a sort of a greenhouse gas footprint is as big as the electricity sector. But there are already two things that are happening right now that are really important and really good. The first is uh, in December of 2018, Pennsylvania announced its participation in the Transportation and Climate Initiative, along with a number of other Northeast and Mid-Atlantic states that are going to look at trying to develop some sort of cap-and-trade program on the transportation sector side. Uh, and there is also legislation that has been very active in the General Assembly last session, and it's going to be reintroduced this session, which PEC supports, which looks at how can we really build out uh, infrastructure uh, for electric vehicles and how do we get more electric vehicles on the road. So clearly this is not the silver bullet. This is not the end at this point. This is really the start of activity for Pennsylvania to take a serious step forward, but we're still going to have to pay attention. That's right. So what going forward, what happens? I mean, do we flip a switch and tomorrow Pennsylvania's in Reggie and there's a new 
clean energy standard in Pennsylvania? No, I mean, this is this is going to have to go before the governor. And this is going to have to go before the General Assembly. Um, and it really sits and touches on so many different aspects. It's going to be subject to a lot of debate. Um, but as I, we sort of said at the top of this, you know, the, the alternative energy portfolio standards, Reggie, they're known entities, they're known quantities. We really think that this is something Pennsylvania could accomplish, uh, not easily accomplish, but certainly accomplish with, within the year, next year or two. And so leading up to this, we also had some general modeling done. I mean, not ready for prime time, but good enough that we could learn a lot from it that sort of gave us a sense of a couple of the different futures of energy in Pennsylvania. And what's the what's the future of energy in Pennsylvania look like with and without this stuff? That's That's a tricky question. So Pennsylvania already has seen reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, at least from the generation side, uh, due to fuel switching from coal to gas. However, that does not account for methane emissions from the natural gas sector, uh, which obviously are very, very important and have to be accounted for. Um, so there's sort of this business-as-usual scenario where Pennsylvania would continue to slowly ramp down in terms of its emissions footprint. But if we're really going to make that leap forward that we need to, uh, in the short term, uh, relatively speaking, to get to the emission reductions that we need, uh, we're really going to need an all-of-the-above strategy and sort of the policies that are going to compel that. Meaning that we are technologically agnostic on this so that uh, nuclear, hydro, renewables, uh, coal, natural gas, uh, all, if they can make it in this proposal with lower emissions, can all play. Right. So part of what we were thinking with the clean energy standard is you obviously have a dedication towards no emitting sources, but you would also build in a tier for lower emitting sources that over time, that becomes a tougher and tougher threshold to make. So you eventually get to zero carbon emissions down the road. And one of the things that a lot of people, I think, may think about the way Harrisburg works is if you would address an issue for a while, then it's off the table and they can go to something else. This is not the case here. Right. You'll hear a lot of people talk about, well, there are short-term solutions and long-term solutions. And really what we're putting on the table is now we have to – you have to address this as one thing um, and deal with it now. So we put this thing out. Or, you know, what happens next with the General Assembly, the governor? Where do we – what's PEC's plan for this? Are we just going to sit back and watch or – What's happening? No, we are going to uh, engage the governor. We're going to engage the General Assembly, um, and we're going to see what we can get. Excellent. Well, thank you for doing this. Uh, It's going to be an interesting path forward. And definitely check out our website for the information on this, uh, on the report and the press release and some other background materials that you can see that we've done leading up to this. We did not jump into this lightly. Uh, This has been a a plan for about over a year uh, to develop this. But these are the first steps, we think. And we hope that there's a lot of great discussion that comes out of this. That's John Walliser and David Woodwell talking about the package of energy and climate policy recommendations PEC has released today, January 23rd, 2018. You'll find the document itself along with more about our deep decarbonization initiative at PECPA.org slash climate, PECPA.org slash climate. And that wraps up this special edition bonus podcast. We'll have another full-length episode for you on Friday following our regular release schedule. If you're hearing Pennsylvania Legacies for the first time, we invite you to check out our back catalog. It's at pecpa.org slash audio, and you can subscribe in your podcast app of choice. For the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Wallerson, and as always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 